Hello guys and welcome to the final episode of the year for the MSC Performance Podcast with myself Luke and special guest for the fourth time ever is Kitty Olash. Hello Kitty. Hello Luke. Do you know how the mic works? Um, well funny thing is that I set it up. You know. Did you? So if it doesn't work and there's any complaints about the audio, please fire them straight to Kitty, not via the main MSC email, which I look Kitty after. Kitty at mscperformance.co.uk. Yeah. All jokes aside, Kitty, how are you? Um, very well, thank Are you, you excited for Christmas? Uh, yes, I am actually. Uh, I'm, you know <coughs> what I'm really looking forward to is our MSC social on the 15th of December seven o'clock fantastic plug and it is going to be at <laughs> Zumhof Zumhof <laughs> classic party at Zumhof yeah so guys anyone that wants to, to come 7pm Zumhof we'd love to have you there on Friday the 15th should be a good party there's rumours about where we're going to go after but I can guarantee it's not going to be it's <laughs> not going to be Actress and Bishop, it's not actress. Alberts, I'm open to it, it's not actress and Bishop. Absolutely not. We're going to no plan A&B, something. I will not be there. Yeah. <clears throat> so, How yeah. are you today? I am good, I am good. Let's go back to yourself though, because no one spoke to you for six months. It was yeah, the last time you yeah. was on. But you know, Tell me about... On, it's, gold. Yeah. it's gold. It's <laughs> gold. Uh, what does your Christmas look like? My Christmas... You've got about four weeks off again, haven't you? <laughs> Stop it. Last day is the 15th at <laughs> <Yeah>. work. <laughs> um, so I am flying back home to Hungary on the 22nd and I will be there until the 29th. And, and uh, what does a Hungarian Christmas look like? So for myself, uh, it involves a lot of travelling because I've got my family members living in different cities at home. So my best friend is in Budapest, but my mum lives in a city. Uh, a little bit further away from there and then my dad is in a different city so I'm just moving around a little bit um, one day here and there um, but like do you more. guys celebrate on Christmas Eve Christmas yeah. Day <clears throat> so I normally stay at my mom's on the 24th and that's when we decorate the Christmas tree in the morning oh wow that's a tradition did you take it down on the 26th <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a no, two day no it's in January that you take it oh down wow that's cool week. yeah I think it's the 7th because in, in England it's traditional to put it up in November it's so Which weird. seems like <laughs> now everyone's putting up so early. And the Christmas market is our second of November or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. That's really odd to me. But anyway, so uh, we normally do that and then dinner with like my mom's side of the family, my cousins, all of that. And then I go. Normal Christmas like turkey? No, not at all. So we've got. A Some kind of weird Hungarian sausage. <laughs> Why are you saying it like You went that? to swear then. <laughs> yeah. That's poor from you on the podcast. Uh, we do whatever we want. It's our podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant on Christmas Day. <laughs> we'll eat what we want. This year we're having spag ball. No, so on the 24th we don't tend to eat um, chicken because... You don't eat chicken. We don't because that takes the good luck away. So it would be more something like fish or beef or something like that. Um, and then there's a very traditional dish, uh, which is stuffed cabbage that we have. Mm, mm, stuffed cabbage. Good? Yeah, nice. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys didn't see, but Luke rolled his eyes on that one. Um, but anyway, so um, yeah, there's just some traditional. And then on the 25th, do you have a turkey? 
Uh, no turkey. What's up with the turkey? It's just what we do, so I'm just comparing. It's interesting to me. I asked you the same question when he was on the podcast. What did he say? Because I don't listen to our podcast. That's nice. He (laughs) said uh, he eats stuffed cabbage, actually. No. No, no. He said the same as you on the 24th is when they celebrate theirs. So it's quite interesting. Um, I think he said that they eat turkey. I can't remember. I normally zone out when you were talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, so... 25th what's the meal that you have on a 25th um so that would be the day where just anything really i'm just trying to think stuffed cabbage is the main one double stuffed cabbage Stew, um goulash obviously that's typical um things like that but i think we kind of tend to especially with my mom like we tend to deviate from traditional stuff because hungarian food is generally really heavy and it's disgusting as well isn't it yeah carb heavy and whatnot <laughs> <laughs> too much cabbage yeah too much yeah. cabbage so cool so yeah how about you tell me about your christmas plans mine is the opposite everyone lives within 20 miles of my house um so i'm gonna go down it's a very lonely christmas this year so feel free to check in with me <laughs> um yeah like most of my friends are going away this year um but my parents, I will go there on the 25th, probably stop over for a day or two, spend some time with uh, my nieces and nephews, which mm-hmm. is always nice. My brother, who's in the Navy, is stuck in, well, it's quite nice, he's stuck in Crete. Um, he's in Hane, which is where I went to in the summer, so he'll have a nice Christmas, but it's been his first year where he's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just a very traditional uh, Christmas day, and then yeah. just a chilled week, and then hopefully something nice for New Year's, mm-hmm. so yeah. Are you gonna be training throughout the Christmas period? Well, if I don't, I'll, I was going to say, I'll probably kill myself, but <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I will definitely train. Yeah, okay. I quite enjoy training. I was, it's, mm-hmm. it's quite awkward of it being on a Monday because you're going to take Monday, Tuesday off mm-hmm. and then it's like, you've got to backlog the week. But mm-hmm. yeah, I probably will train. Maybe like we were talking about like reducing the volume down and just doing kind of the minimum, making the sessions a little mm-hmm. bit shorter so you can get in and out. But I normally feel really good for doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just like moving. And I'll probably do a lot more like with the downtime, maybe go for hiking. I might even go away for a couple of days. I was thinking about this yesterday, mm-hmm. like a, a, a last minute like winter break, maybe get some sun for a few days. Yeah. But yeah, I'll see. Civil. But I'll, <laughs> Civil. <laughs> but it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Weather looked great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, that's the plans, I think. Sounds really good. How has your year been in general? Are you happy with what you've done this year? Anything you wish you'd have done, or are you happy mm. with like how you've progressed? Um, in general, or at work, or whatever? Just in general. I think both, <laughs> to be fair. I am, actually. I had a really, really good year. In terms of like my own personal development, I think, and within just my career and MSc as a coach as yep. well, I think it's been a really good year. Obviously, finishing my masters, <clears throat> that was the first one. Submitting that dissertation, that's probably a work um, that I'm really proud of. So that was really good. Um, Do you want to remind what you did your dissertation on? <laughs> I think I spoke about it on the podcast. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? <laughs> Um, so I wrote a review of uh, how different phases of the menstrual cycle affects uh, performance. Um, yeah, it was really interesting. Um, so yeah, in general, I think that was that was really good. And I think 
the way I progressed in MSC as well this year has been really, really good. Um, just feel like established this year. Like last year was obviously first year yeah. you've established now. Yeah, 100%. And how my role changed a little bit as well. Um, that's been really nice, especially the second half of this year. Um, so yeah, 100%. Awesome. How about you, Sarah? Yeah, I think it's been a, a good year actually. Obviously, uh, work's always been fairly consistent for myself, but like I feel like it's been a good year I think another year of change with like Max leaving which was yeah, yeah we were both gutted about yeah. but like again it feels like the team's pretty solid again mm-hmm. and I think really happy with where we go in with work personal life I think things have been great my work outside of MSC with like actual coaching has been really good mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. first year in a couple of years where I've had someone compete internationally mm-hmm. had someone win yeah. um the Masters Worlds, mm. you know, a little personal one. Naz getting a medal at British was pretty cool. So it's been a really good year, like coaching wise and like personal wise as well. It's been really good. Like I feel really happy, which mm-hmm. I haven't always been in the last couple of years. So things mm-hmm. have been pretty good. So yeah, it's been a pretty. Oh, nice. Now that you think about it, you start <laughs> listening. It's been pretty good. Um, yeah, that leads on to my question for you. Yeah. Um, so as we're coming to the year, I wanted to ask, how do you feel about just the year as a whole in MSC and what was your highlight here at MSC, whether that's from a business perspective, your own like coaching and events that we've done, anything that was like a highlight for you this year? I reckon my, my two highlights would be when Naz deadlifted 155 to get the bronze medal uh, mm-hmm. in Belfast because oh. it was so unexpected. Um, like she thought she was like, she was just super happy to get to the Masters mm. uh, British, which is a great achievement. Um, and then like just how it felt, like a couple of people missed lists, Naz was doing pretty good. And then she could do like this, I think we did, she pulled like one, I think it was 145 or 147 for a second and it was hard yeah and we would have originally put in like 150 mm-hmm. and then like this woman missed i was like look i know it's going to be hard but like 155 you've got a chance of getting a bronze and she's like yeah let's go for it yeah. and i've never seen like she, she's not one for hype you know, you know what she's no, like she's very not. quiet very introverted and then all of a sudden like this little you know <laughs> tyrant came out little yeah. very aggressive stormed up <laughs> and then someone that. managed to pull it and that was that was a really good moment because yeah. that had been like yeah, you know, I've trained Nas for years, mm-hmm. so to see that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then on the flip, the opposite one would be like the youth, big Dorji, um, who's 16, getting a gold medal yeah. um, at the Worlds was was really cool. And again, because there was a little bit to think about coaching wise mm-hmm. with him having a battle against this American lad, and like just making the right call there, and then mm-hmm. him getting the lift was pretty pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was like everything off the back of that was pretty cool like the BBC coming down yeah. that was pretty good so I reckon culture wise it was that um, personal I'm going to have to come back to you can you tell me your your, your work one and then I'll, come, <laughs> I'll think of a, I'll think of a personal yeah. one okay work one um, I think there's so many from us how long have we got <laughs> you've got two minutes <laughs> okay um, I think in general uh, the changes that we made I'm going to get like on business but the changes we made in our membership offerings here at MSC this year I think that's been really cool um, the way we have I feel like <coughs> at the moment we've got more than 10 membership options and it's so individualized and I think helping people that way has been so cool yeah um, so I think I love that from like a business perspective um, but just work related I my highlight I think it's been 
my development within the team as well and my relationship with yourself and Mark as well, how it kind of developed mm. a little bit more this year. He was a little bit more present, I feel like, um, towards like the second half of the year. And I think that changed uh, maybe our dynamic a little bit, got, got us a bit closer. So I think... It's good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, you, it's obviously there's the the levels and stuff of who's in charge but mm-hmm. like it's still an enjoyable job and oh, it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nice to enjoy it and it's nice to look forward to that and I think we all strike a good balance of it being mm-hmm. I spoke to you about like with Max I used to have a great time but like it was just crazy <laughs> sometimes it was just ridiculous yeah. and it was quite nice to like that's nip now and like it was a, <laughs> yeah. that, was a, that was a great time but I just can't be like this with every new so, so now like to have yeah. that it's, you still got the levels to it but like it's still like a really enjoyable yeah, an enjoyable pace yeah, it's nice to feel because I think at times when you first started you felt a little bit um, what's the word like out your depth a little bit maybe and yeah. a little bit kind of um, what's the word um, just out of place bit out of place yeah and yeah. then like just a little bit like second guessing yourself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now it's like you know what you're doing yeah. you're cracking on with it you're coaching lots of decent level people yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously you can do that you've got a masters you've got your mm-hmm. degree you've got lots of experience yeah. coaching and you're just doing it now yeah. you're not second guessing yourself and it's interesting now because like you was kind of going through that kind of mm-hmm. thing he's getting yeah. better already but like he was second guessing himself a little oh, bit yeah, at the start and we all grew it's just a natural progression yeah. eh? so yeah I can't think of what I'm trying to say. It's uh, <laughs> What's your personal highlight, Kitty? Outside of work. Anything Ooh. good that's happened? Um, oh, I, I can't pinpoint like a single... You've done some good travelling, though. Oh my God, yes, actually. You've I've been, been to lots quite of places, a few yeah. places this year. That's been a, a lot of fun. Well, Dublin is my favourite, obviously. <laughs> we had very different experiences in Dublin. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoy it. I've, this was my third time last week in Dublin this year, so um, yeah. But I think just generally there was not imposter syndrome. Thing. Imposter syndrome. That's what. Oh, I, yeah, that's what yes, I was trying to think uh, of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, just, I, I, I was just googling. I was like, "What do you call it when you?" And it says, "What do you call it when you don't like sex?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, imposter um, syndrome. But yeah, so personally, there was not a single event, but just in general, I think how, uh, not just career-wise, but in general, I gained a lot of confidence this year and kind of stepped into like who I am and who I want to be without getting too deep into that. Just in in general as a whole, it's been, yeah. Good. Good. That's that's good. (laughs) Yeah, awesome. I will say mine will be the same, actually, now I'm thinking about like getting to travel has been mm-hmm, cool I think because mm-hmm. this year I stepped down from running the West Midlands powerlifting as well with yeah. the goal of having a little bit more free time and when I went out to Romania it didn't feel like as much of a chore to be coaching mm-hmm. there and I had like a really good time there that was cool and then just travelled to some nice places again mm-hmm. it feels like life's been a bit more balanced while mm-hmm. normally it's pretty full on having to do yeah. on top of everything else that was pretty cool yeah. so what was your favourite place that you've gone to this year? Ah. Hania, Crete, mm. it's, yeah, it's class. Yeah, yeah, it's good to explore. Um, beaches were lovely, food was excellent. I'd recommend it to mm. anyone. Um, yeah, it's gorgeous. Nice. Yeah, I'd like to get one more in. Ooh, Running out of time. time. Yeah, well, <laughs> Running out of time. I thought about it last night. a few days off. I know. Yeah. I was thinking about it last night that I could definitely get a couple of days away, but I might just enjoy the downtime. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. We'll so, report back next month. We'll report back next month. <laughs> um, 
You wanted to talk a little bit about goal setting. Yes. Um, well, it's part of a big conversation, actually, but I'm going to try and keep it short. No, go for it. <laughs> but yeah, so I, uh, I read a study um, recently about um, people setting intentions and how they um, manage or don't manage to um, kind of deliver and, on those. Um, and I think especially at this time of the year, people are looking to make behavioural changes, new year, new me, all of those sorts of things, um, resolutions, <clears throat> and we all struggle with that, don't we? We set some big intentions and then it's just kind of, we just don't stick to them mm. and, and whatnot. And I think I wanted to um, just have a little talk about why that is, what can we do to help that? Um, what does the research say about that as well? Um, so yeah, kind of going straight into it. Um, so there's this kind of thing they call in research, the intention behavior gap, um, which is basically a scenario where there's a strong intention to engage in, in a behavior and then it's just fail to um, do or reach any behavioral change. Yeah. Um, and there was a study conducted in, in October this year actually um, that was looking at it um, in a way that translates to physical activity specifically. Um, there was a lot of participants included, almost 30,000, so it's a big one. Um, and based on, uh, they were categorizing people, participants into four different group, groups. Um, there were non-intenders who do not exceed intentions, non-intenders who exceed them, intenders do not meeting intentions, and then intenders who are successfully meeting their intentions. And um, just to um, summarize it really quickly, um, the point of the research was that only 47.6% um, of people actually follow through with their intentions. So roughly half of them. Um, yeah. And they were just looking at why that is, um, what can we do about it really? Um, so I think it's also important to talk about this because there's this narrative in our industry that oh you just don't want things enough or or you just don't work hard enough and you don't want to lose that weight enough that's why you're not succeeding and actually there's so many layers to that um, and it's just human psychology is so much more complicated than that. It's it's so multifaceted that yeah. it doesn't come down to just setting your goal or saying you don't want it. Like there's so yeah. so much more to that. Yeah. Um. Um. So yeah. Um. What I was also interested to see in that study uh, was that the they were looking at different populations as well. Um. And uh, this in intention behavior gap was the largest among students actually. Mm. And the smallest amount participants who had health risks. Um, so it was interesting to see that. Sorry, so the, yeah. the, the students had the biggest gap of mm -hmm. they intended to do something but they didn't. Mm -hmm. And people that were a little bit older mm -hmm. and didn't have health issues. Mm -hmm. The ones who had some <coughs> health risks. Also had, had the, the big gap. Uh, no, they had the smallest one. Okay, so, so they were the more. more they Likely more. to follow through with their goals because they had. Some Another reason risk. to do it, yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes 100%. sense. Okay. <clears throat> so that was really interesting. Um, so basically, the question is: so what can we do about 
about setting intentions and actually following through with them. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the big thing I think is just not looking at things to be black and white. So if you say you're going to go to the gym three times a week, your goal is to go to the gym three times a week. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the year, you've been to the gym three times a week, 48 weeks of the year, mm-hmm. but there was a couple of weeks you didn't go. Mm-hmm. That's class, man. <laughs> like that is, that, is, yeah. that is still a really good year. Yeah. If the year before you went to the gym once or twice, the majority of weeks, but then all of a sudden you've gone to the gym three times a week, consistency for 48 weeks, that is a massive win. Yeah. But if you're looking at black and white thinking, you'd say, well, actually, I failed my goal. My yeah. goal was to go three times and I failed it. Yeah. If you've aimed for something that's, you know, that's a tough goal as well. Like, if you've aimed at that and then you've just slightly missed, that is still a massive achievement. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah. like, looking at things as black and white can be, like, really difficult. I think whenever you look at, like, the research, you know, I, I had a brief look at the study that you were talking about. The other study that was looking at was, um, if I just put it up, was one about goal setting. It was basically mm-hmm. just saying that it needs to be exciting enough that you actually want to do it, mm-hmm. but, you know, mm-hmm. achievable enough that you can actually do it. Mm-hmm. I started learning Spanish like, a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, and I'm on like a 650-day Duolingo street. Uh, 680, 685, Ooh. which is pretty cool, but it's like five minutes a day. Yeah. If it was an hour every day, I just wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. But being able to do like five, ten minutes every single day, I can do that. Yeah. And it's exciting because I can still see like bits of progress mm-hmm. um, and it's achievable. Mm-hmm. If I was aiming bigger, it's, <clears throat> it's, just, it's just impossible. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Having said that though, um, I think it's really important to set goals that are very specific and you can measure them and they're achievable, etc. However, I think there's a lot of value in looking at the bigger picture as well and stepping away and <clears throat> just um, set some bigger goals as well. So and then so goal, and then like, break them down into smaller feet. ones. Yeah, 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 for sure. Hundred percent. Because when you look at the bigger picture, I think you just gain a little bit more intrinsic motivation from that one. <clears throat> when it's like, I don't know. Overall, you just want to be healthier. Okay, let's break that down. What does that mean? You yeah. probably have to be physically active. You have to eat well. Okay, break that down. What does that mean? Yeah. Me going three times to the gym three times a week, etc. But then, <clears throat> when you look at the overall aim, I think that um, you just tend to. It's more value based. It's more like. Yeah, that's where my values are, that's where my priorities are, so I think that's... Does that make sense? Yeah, I think when you talk about like behavioural changes, like it's super important to start stacking up some wins early on as well. So if you say, my goal, it could be like performance related or it could just be like, I want to get healthier. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's, I want to run a marathon mm-hmm. and you've done no running. Yeah. That is a super difficult yeah. goal. Like it's achievable, but mm-hmm. it's super difficult and it's going to take you ages to realise yeah. that. But if then your first goal is, I want to run... A kilometer, a kilometer without stopping, mm-hmm. which is very achievable. If you get that done within the first couple of weeks, you get that win, you tick it off. There's yeah. the, there's a nice incentive there, and you make it makes you feel good, mm-hmm. and you get that win under your belt, and then yeah. you think about the next win, and the next win is be I want to yeah. do this. It's the same with like if you want to get healthier, like okay, I need to limit my takeaways to two a week mm-hmm. instead of having ten a week. I'm yeah. having two or three, and if you can do that, it's like a win. And then mm-hmm. you take that off and then you can move on. Yeah. I think like you have your big goals and then if you can separate mm-hmm. them into smaller goals that you can start yeah. to stack up some wins pretty yeah. early, just yeah. really, really helps. Yeah, I tend to see on a lot of clients where they're just like, I want to change this, this, this and this and this. And you just can't do everything all at once. Um, it has to be gradual. You have to ease yourself in, into it. 
because and it's, it's, it's tough as well isn't it because like you don't want to when someone's feeling really motivated you don't yeah, want to tell them yeah, like yeah. when someone's like I want to go to the gym we have it all the time when you yeah. someone comes to the gym and like I want to go six times a week I'm like dude you are not going to go six times a week <laughs> yeah. like, you haven't been to the gym ever like yeah. you're not going to go six days I don't go fucking I don't go six days a week you don't go six days a week no. you're not going to do it yeah. But then you're saying to it, why don't you do two or three? Like, no one wants to hear that. So you kind of almost got to let them kind of get through that and yeah. then say, well, actually, this is achievable as well. Yeah, I think especially as coaches, I think it's so important to set realistic expectations with people and have that conversation of, look, this is going to be really hard and you have to accept that and you need to know that there's going to be setbacks and it's not going to be a straight line. Um, so, yeah, 100%. Um, the one big thing for myself is uh, I like goals that you can control as well like mm-hmm. not like okay. because me and you could have the same goal of winning the Birmingham Marathon mm-hmm. and only one of us then can do it mm-hmm. if we both say we're going to win the November Marathon which mm-hmm. I would smash it <laughs> um, one of us is going to miss out and you could train harder than me mm-hmm. and I could just be faster or vice versa mm-hmm. you can't control that fully Yeah. what you can control is say I want to run the time as fast as I can and to be able to do that, this is what I need to do to be able to achieve mm-hmm. that. So you've got this overall goal, and then it breaks down to like these sub goals. Mm-hmm. So let's say the actual goal is I want to finish the Birmingham Half Marathon. Mm-hmm. It's like to do that, I need to be able to run twice a week consistently yeah. for uh, X amount of time. Yeah. You can tick that off. Mm-hmm. And then it's having these sub goals again. That's something you can control. If you say you want to be in the top 100, you don't know who's going to turn up, man. Like yeah. you could have these amazing, yeah. a- amazing runners turn up, or no one turns up, and then you've done it. It's really hard to control that. So having goals that are controllable, yeah. like looking at powerlifting and weightlifting, I'm sure Jazz sets his goal of winning the the English and the British. I set the goal of winning the British or podiuming or whatever. Mm-hmm. If so if an absolute really freak turns up, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to win, man. And I. And then it's like, oh man, that's shit, I came fourth. Mm-hmm. It's like, well actually, I've improved loads, I've done this. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so having goals that you can control and being really happy with yourself is way better than like being disappointed. There was a guy that competed yesterday at the uh, European Champs and he's best mates with this other guy from, from Hungary actually, the Hungarian one. Oh, yeah. um, it's called the Human Crane. He deadlifted like 380, uh, 83 oh, wow. kilo body weight. It was ridiculous. Um, and they both tied on total but the guy was lighter, the Hungarian, so he mm-hmm. won. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other guy was like, I'm so happy. Like, I've improved. Mm-hmm. I've totaled 8.15. He got the record. The other guy matched it, so he didn't break the record. Mm-hmm. So he's he came second, but he leaves with the record. Yeah. And he's like, I'm so happy. Like, I PB my total. I did everything I could. And it was, like, really refreshing. Mm-hmm. And he was really happy for the Hungarian because they're best mates. Mm-hmm. But he could have been like, my goal was to win, and I'm good because I haven't won. But actually, like, he took yeah. away the wins from it. Yeah. And that yeah. is just going to set him up now so much better for the next mm-hmm. time he gets into training to be like, do you know what? I've done eight, I told 8.15. Yeah. I can total a little bit more the next one. I can beat this guy. I'm going to train for it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so much more motivating. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think also there's a lot of value in uh, maybe identifying barriers as well. Um, what, what could stop you? What is... What, what excuses would you come up with, yeah. etc., and just creating creative solutions around those as well? Because um, there's always going to be days where you know if you make a, make it a priority to go to gym three times a week on these days at these times, whatever you're gonna come up with excuses on some yeah. of those days and just uh, 
being aware of that yeah. and making strategies around that as well. Yeah, so if your goal was to go on a Monday night but you got stuck at work late, mm-hmm. what is the alternative? Mm-hmm. It's like, can you go another day or is there something that you can do at home that yeah. would kind of replace for that one-off? Yeah. Yeah. Doing some kind of activity. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah, 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 100%. And also just if we think about healthy eating and whatnot, because there can be so many barriers there, which is probably a topic of conversation on different podcasts, but maybe just lack of education or, or there as well, not knowing how to prepare food or same with training as well, not knowing things. And, yeah. And just asking for help maybe then in that case. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's the the healthy eating one's tough, man. Like mm. you, you see it with uh, like when they started putting like the nutrition on pub meals, and you saw people being like, "Oh, I'm going for the healthy option," mm-hmm. and it's gone. They've gone for like a Caesar salad, and it's mm-hmm. like laced in mayo, and they don't realise how like <laughs> yeah. it's actually probably not that good. And you could have mm-hmm. gone for something you might have enjoyed a little bit more mm-hmm. that would have probably been healthier anyway. Yeah. It's really really difficult, and it does come down to education. Yeah. And I think there's no shame in asking someone for help in mm. achieving a goal. And I imagine, like, just as well as like the accountability of having someone, as mm. well as like, like holding you true to what your goal is. Yeah. If you start working with someone and say, "Look, my goal is I want to get, yeah, I want to get healthy by this time, or I want to, I want to go to the gym three yeah. days a week." And then at the end of the week, they're checking in with you and they've not done it. Yeah. It's like you've got you've got someone to hold yourself accountable rather yeah. than just holding yourself accountable, which. Mm-hmm. Yeah, holding yourself should be good, but like it's not the same. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) like having a coach or having someone with your nutrition just really helps you. Yeah, stay a bit more accountable. Or even just surrounding surrounding yourself with people who have the same goals. Um, that can be a big motivator. If you don't have the resources to maybe hire a coach, have a friend that's gonna you go to the gym. Yeah. You look at like any research when like you're training with someone and having someone there for motivation mm. without like the amount of extra work you'll do there. And also just the enjoyment factor of it. Mm, yeah. You know, I talk a lot about um, Cosa and, and Reese that come here, the young lads, mm-hmm. and like they both did this powerlifting comp and they both said that at the end of it, they just weren't happy with how they felt. Mm-hmm. And like, they just wanted to feel a little bit healthier, lose a little bit of weight. Yeah. And they were so on it with every single thing, but it's because they were both doing it together. Mm-hmm. Like it helped make it way more achievable. Yeah. And I was thinking like, if that was me by myself and like you're trying to like have a social life, yeah. their social life is them too. And mm-hmm. their other friends that have all got similar goals. If mm-hmm. it was like you're going out with your girlfriend or your partner on the weekends, or you're going out with other friends that want to go out for drinking, yeah. it's so much more difficult yeah. because these two guys were like, we're both going to do a diet for 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. We're going to be 100% on it. We're going to do our steps together. Yeah. And you see them on the weekends, like they're doing like a for little walks together. Sure, yeah. yeah, it was lovely. <laughs> but because they did it together, like it made it so much easier for yeah, them to do yeah, it. Yeah. And I just think if they'd have done that by themselves, like one of them would have caved. Yeah. Like the mate would have said, oh, let's go for a beer yeah. and we, there's nothing wrong with beer obviously but their goal was to not have any beer for 12 weeks mm-hmm. they would have caved so much easier yeah. because they had their friend there keeping them accountable Yeah, and, and to enjoy the process with as well mm-hmm. is massive definitely definitely. do you have any goals for next year? Mm-hmm. Ooh. I actually no I haven't uh, haven't set any goals because I wanted to wait for us to record this podcast to then think so about it okay <laughs> so you're going to try and get Try and get a friend to help you yeah, move your goal. Um, get my steps in. Yeah. Go for a little short. You're always walking. <laughs> you haven't got a car. You've got to walk for anyway. I don't have any like fitness related goals or anything like that in specific. You know what? Actually, I lie. I'll tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> what I want to do is go to. Um, 
gymnastics class from January. Nice. That is my goal. I looked at the location, I looked at the classes as well. I'm ready to go. Um, Which one are you doing? The air tumble. <laughs> I'm not really sure. So there's this. Uh, I can see you on the horse. <laughs> doing the old uh, spinning the you legs. Know, that's actually not a women's event. Is it not? No. Well, I'm complaining to the Olympics. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a, a, an adults beginner class going on. Uh, I don't know what gym is it exactly, but um, on Tuesday evening, so I'm ready to sign up and do something. I need to yeah. touch it. I know this shouldn't say on the pod, but you wants to swap and you're going to have to work Tuesday nights. No, I'm joking. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was like, why are you bringing this up on a podcast? But if that happened, what would you do? That's a barrier. What are you going to do? Choose a different date. Find a different class. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's interesting. What's made you want to do that? Um, Because I really, really enjoyed uh, gymnastics when I was super young. Um, And I don't have a particular sport that I'm training towards. Or anything, and uh, yeah, it was just that. I like watching it as well. Did you watch it over the summer, the world champs? No, I did not. Oh, wicked! Yeah, yeah. now you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know um, like Kelly's quite into it as well? Actually, she was watching a bit in the summer, and it's just it doesn't matter if you understand or don't understand the sport. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like anyone can appreciate how incredibly talented they all are. If someone watches a football game, you repeat like. You always get like the the big overweight person drinking beer, go fucking old and this and this, and like no one can say they could do the gymnastics. Yeah, like it's yeah. ridiculous level it, of talent. It, honestly, it really is. There's so much going into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I just thought it was more so of me trying something new, technically, um, just for the enjoyment of it as well. Nice. So that is my goal. So Fantastic. Now let's say it out loud. You doing it? I'm doing it. <laughs> when we and next have you on the podcast in May. Yeah. Uh, but um, I've been to two and uh, I have not been since. But yeah, what's yours? I every every year I set the same goal. I want to go to four new countries. Okay. Um, Do you which, have anything specific? Or? Well, it's tough because I also want to go back to a couple of the other countries that I've already been to yeah. and do them again because I did them when I was young and didn't like. I remember I went to Paris and I had like I'm not exaggerating. I had no money. Um. I don't even know why I went. Like it was just stupid. Um, so I'd like to go again. Now I've got a job. Uh, well, yeah. No, I want to get to Slovenia. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd like to maybe get to Serbia. I also mentioned Sri Lanka, and then I mentioned it, and then Kelly's like booked the hotel and everything, and I'm like panicking. I'm like, I don't know if I can eat Sri Lankan food for two weeks, man. Like, <laughs> I might have to take some canned goods. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so (laughs) thirty kilos of tinned food. Um, So I'd like to do that again, and then um, the world champs in Malta. So Mm. that's another one that's quite easily done. Mm -hmm. Definitely going back to Dublin because I just fucking love it. (laughs) I'm going to be in a battle with you to see who can get to Dublin the most. In yeah, I think we should just start the tally on the board. Yeah, and then I think like training wise, like it's been a good year, and I'm feeling like pretty much. I think like I'm back to like 95, 96 percent of the best I've ever been, (laughs) and I've been really enjoying training. And yeah. I reckon like next year is like I don't want to set any goals of like places because it's just impossible. But like I just want to do everything I can to like get as good as I can while mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my body still allows me to. Yeah. Uh, but I'm really <laughs> loving it and I'm loving work. So yeah, just kind of really push on with everything I'm currently doing. I think yeah. nothing specific that's like needs to change. Mm-hmm. Completed life. 
So yeah, completed it. it. I'm pretty happy to leave it there, Kitty. Is there yeah. anything else in no, your little list that you wanted to work through? No, we just covered everything. Love it. What was your highlight of MSC? Highlight of MSC? What do you... Your development, wasn't it? It was my development. Um, Metcon Games 6.0. That was sick, you know. That yeah. was probably the best mech. Not probably. It was the best mech games I've ever done. Good games. Good night out. Yeah. But it will be beaten on the 15th. So we will see you there. Zoom half at 7pm. Guys, there. this is our last podcast. So thank you all for another fantastic year. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again in January. Um, enjoy some downtime with your family and friends. And we will all speak to you on the next one. Thank you. Bye-bye.